Hi, and welcome to Fusion Focused. I'm your host, Ella Fox Widows, a PhD student studying plasma physics with fusion energy. The aim of this podcast is to showcase some cool and inspiring experts within the fusion energy field, highlight the variety of diverse careers available within fusion, and chat with my guests about why they are passionate about fusion energy. Hope you enjoy. In this episode, I'm joined by Dario Cruz, a PhD student at CMAT Madrid. We chat about Dario's research into materials for fusion, his role as the chair of the student council of FuseNet, the barriers to commercial fusion, and Dario's favourite city that he's lived in throughout his educational career. Hey Dario, thank you for joining me and offering me your time to come on the podcast. Hello Ella, it's great to be here, thanks for the invitation. So to start with some context, would you be able to tell us what your role is at the moment? Well, currently I am uh, finishing my PhD in, in fusion and material science for fusion at CMAT in Madrid, Spain. But I'm also currently the head of the Fusionet uh, Student Council. So I'm very happy about that. Awesome. <laughs> and that you are also part of it. <laughs> <laughs> and so you first completed a bachelor's degree in physics at the Universidad de los Andes in Colombia. What was your motivation behind first wanting to study physics at university? Well, it's funny, you know, I, st- I thought about physics at the beginning. Well, I didn't think about physics at the beginning. I just thought that I was, uh, I was uh, more or less good in math, what good you can be as, as soon as you leave uh, your high school. But I wanted something more applied than math. So I, I, I wasn't sure what to choose. And then I had some, some counseling from, from universities. And then people uh, taught me about physics. So I talked to, to some researchers here in, in, in Colombia. And, and they told me about physics, so, and it looked really interesting to me, you know, to, to, to be able to understand how the universe works, to be able to use some maths, but, you know, apply to real problems and, and, mm-hmm. and, and finding solutions and, and like this. So that's what motivated me to go through physics, really like it. Awesome. And then you also completed a bachelor's degree in energy engineering at the Politecnico de Torino. Why did you decide to study like for a second bachelor's degree? What was it about energy specifically that attracted you? It was about nuclear, actually. So uh, the, the the idea is that I, uh, as I, I finished physics, uh, uh, there is not nuclear energy in Colombia, but mm-hmm. I was uh, really interested in it. I saw the benefits of nuclear energy, and I wanted to you know to to know more about it and to train myself in that. But I knew that uh, I needed to leave Colombia for that. I needed to look abroad. And uh, I chose Italy. I love Italian culture since I was in Colombia. I love Italian soccer, I have to admit. <laughs> and, and then I saw that the Italy, even if Italy doesn't have nuclear power, they do have a training in universities. Mm-hmm. So I applied to the Politecnico de Torino. Uh, also because my favorite soccer team, Juventus, is from Torino. <laughs> so it was a mixture. But uh, what, what really motivated me was the, the, the will to know uh, and to learn about nuclear engineering. So at the end, I managed to have a bachelor in physics and one in engineering. So, you know, when there is always these battles between uh, physics and engineers, then I am always in the middle. So it's good to be, you know, kind of neutral. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, very well qualified. And so then after finishing your bachelor's degree, you joined the European master's programme in nuclear fusion science and engineering physics, which is a diploma awarded by a number of universities as a kind of consortium. Your research was based at the Technical University of Eindhoven in the Netherlands. Your master's thesis, if I'm correct, was titled Determination yeah. Yeah. of the yeah. Impurity Density Profiles and Beam Power Deposition Profile in Aztex Upgrade Using... Yeah. Hydrogen deuterium alpha. It's a long name, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So to break this down a little bit, firstly, can you explain what type of machine ASDEX upgrade is and what are impurities and what diagnostic techniques did you use in your research? Well, yeah, before I go to that, allow me just to make a little bit of advertisement for this kind of program. So this was the the Fusion Master was part of uh, the Erasmus Mundus scheme that is funded by the European Commission. So these are international master programs that anybody in the world can apply. So they are uh, European based, but uh, you can, everybody from from all around the world can apply. So there is not only in fusion, but in many topics. So I was lucky to to be in this program. Uh, I I participated in different universities. So the program at the time, it was a Ghent University in in Belgium. Uh, the Stuttgart University in Germany, uh, Lorraine University in Nancy, and the Madrid Universities, Carlos III and Complutense. And then I managed, as you said, uh, I managed to, to do my, my master uh, thesis in the University of Eindhoven. It was really nice, a lot of mobility, a lot of uh, getting to know different cultures, especially because, as I said before, I'm originally from Colombia, then I moved to Italy to the other, the, the bachelor, and then I moved to Belgium. I went to Belgium and to Spain and then to the Netherlands. So it was really nice. It was a nice program, uh, mainly focused on fusion. So about my thesis, I what I did is I took uh, data from ASDEX. So I did pretty much data analysis. I Although I like more the experimental part, but at the time this thesis was available. So what we did is we took uh, data from ASDEX, a tokamak machine that is uh, in, in Germany, in Garching. And uh, we wanted to know the concentration of, of, of helium in the, in the machine using spectroscopical techniques like charge exchange spectroscopy with a really nice spectrometer that was, at the time, it was a prototype that is going to be used in ether machine. I'm not sure if they already installed it. Uh, but yeah, so I wanted to know uh, how, ma- how much helium, helium was in the machine because, you know, helium... Uh, is uh, the the remains of the fusion reaction, and if you accumulate too, too much helium in the in the in the tokamak, uh, it's called helium ash. It can lower the efficiency of the reaction, and it can actually shut off the the machine. So you always want to keep your helium controlled in the machine. So that was pretty much it. And you mentioned that you use a charge exchange diagnostic. So how does this work, and then why is this important for for fusion machines? Well, I, the basics of charge exchange, I have to say I'm a bit rusty on that because I already moved from that topic to my current PhD topic on materials. But uh, what I can say is that the charge exchange is um, uses uh, an MBI. Uh, the, the MBI is the, the one of the heating uh, mechanisms that we use in the fusion machines. Uh, so uh, shooting a, a beam of neutrals in the in the into the machine in order to to heat it up. So the, the idea of the charge exchange is that uh, you can, when you have ch- charge exchange into the, the machine, you can uh, figure out uh, what are the, the species that are present there, especially you identify helium, also hydrogen, uh, and you identify uh, particularly at the point of interaction. So you, 
you guide your you guide your beam and you more or less know where the where the interaction is taking place so this is important because this is a kind of a, i would say a real time uh, uh, diagnostic to see how are the, the the different isotopes in the in the machine moving on but this is a really really basic explanation i hope that the people who's working on charge exchange don't hate me for this so i apologize but yeah it, I, it's much more than that but that I, I it's been a while since i last uh, work on, on this on this topic on my thesis at the time so. no that's really interesting thank you dario and then after your master's research in eindhoven you began a phd at CMAT in Spain. And so what does your PhD research center on here? So yeah, so my PhD research, I was always, as I said, I was always looking for experimental work. So in fusion at the time, exper experimental work was ear diagnostics, what I was doing on my, on my uh, master thesis, or material research. So I chose material research for my PhD uh, degree. Um, I chose CMAT because I, from the time of the master, I loved uh, Madrid. And I saw that the research in CMAT was very good, very high quality. And so I, I opted for a PhD on there. I was lucky enough to get it. <laughs> uh, so my, my, my current research is on uh, focusing on functional materials for uh, applications on DEMO. So we are, DEMO is the next uh, step in fusion after ITER. So it's uh, the, the prototype of the commercial fusion reactor. And uh, I am uh, researching on, on materials that are going to be used in DEMO because uh, DEMO is going to have a very different neutron load than the one that is currently working on ITER. So the, not necessarily the materials that work in ITER will work in DEMO. So we're trying to find now materials that we can certify that, uh, that will work in on DEMO for, for the next stage of fusion. So that's mm -hmm. what I'm doing now. And what techniques are you using for to uh, investigate which materials are suitable? Yeah, well, for uh, functional materials, I'm focusing on uh, isolating materials and uh, optical transmission uh, materials mm -hmm. like lenses for diagnostics, uh, also insulation for diagnostics. So for the insulation part, I'm using uh, the electrical characterization. So I, I mainly use uh, techniques in order to see the loss tangent and the permittivity of the materials. Uh, loss tangent, it represents the amount of heat that is uh, kept into the material. So the material has to, the material has to have a loss, uh, a low loss tangent in order not to accumulate too much uh, heat and then uh, losing its properties, breaking up into the machine. So this is for insulation. It has to, it has to keep its, its insulation properties after being irradiated by neutrons. Uh, so that's that. And regarding the optical materials, I'm using spectroscopy, also uh, optical spectroscopy uh, from uh, the ultraviolet up to the infrared range to see how the, the material, the optical material, the transmission of the material changes with, with uh, irradiation, neutron irradiation. Uh, we are trying to, to find the, those materials who keep, who keep optical uh, excellent properties and the electric excellent properties after being irradiated with, with neutrons. Mm, really interesting. Awesome, thank you, Dario. And then I know you as the chair of our student council as part of the Fusion Association. <laughs> what made you decide to apply for the role on the student council and what are the main objectives of the of the student council? Could you explain a little bit? Sure, sure. I'm sure I'm happy about this part because I, <laughs> I, I love research. I love being in the lab. 
But I have to admit that something I love even more is uh, it's uh, talking about fusion education, about uh, student associations, about you know the, the social part of the on the on the research in fusion. Mm-hmm. So I decided to join the Fusion at Student Council because I believe that my experience as a student, I already told you that I have, as a student, I've been everywhere in Europe, especially, and I've been to many institutes. I've been in many summer courses, trainings, and I saw the benefit of this, of this kind of training of mobility that we have in, in Fusion, especially in Europe. So I wanted to, you know, to work on this more and to give the, the future students the same opportunity that I had. So, and also to, to give a, a kind of feedback from the student point of view to people organizing activities and, and initiatives in Europe to, in order to make the, these initiatives better and more useful for, for us students. So that, that motivated me. I really love being in Fusionet. I, I saw the opportunity. It was the, just you remember, it was the first uh, council that the Fusionet uh, Association mm-hmm. uh, had, the first student council. So we were there and uh, I was, uh, I felt very lucky that I got elected by you and the rest of the <laughs> student uh, council as the president, as the chair. I hope I have not disappointed so far. Uh, but yeah, it, it really motivates me. I, I believe that, uh, I, of course, research infusion is important. What we're doing is important. We have certain goals, but also the, the educational part, the, the social part, the networking part. Especially, it's really important in, in the fusion community right now. And that's something I'm, I'm really devoting myself to at the moment. And then what are the key kind of goals of the student council? Well, the the, the key the goals of the student council pretty much align with the goals of Fusionet. So Fusionet uh, wants to, uh, first of all, improve and, and make a network on, on the fusion community. So we really want to, to strengthen this network of fusion uh, researchers and students as well, uh, in order to have like a more uh, dynamic approach to research, more co- mutual collaborations and this kind of, of, of opportunities. Also, uh, uh, we're looking forward to disseminate uh, fusion information and fusion education among uh, all the levels uh, of, uh, of, let's say of education, like higher education, secondary education, even primary education, uh, and also professional, uh, professionally after a PhD. So we are trying to, to broaden the, the dissemination of information and, uh, and education infusion on all the, the stages in, in, let's say, in, in Europe and the, the levels of education uh, here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it. And the, and the Student Council is pretty much, we... we we, we follow these ideals and we are really in touch with, with the students. We also organize events. So we are currently organizing the, the PhD event, which is an event that we, we held, held annually. And it gathers all the PhD students from, from Europe. They are invited to attend this event. This time is virtual because of the, the pandemic conditions that we already know about. Uh, but usually the event is live. So we organize also these kind of events to improve the networking of, of PhD students and also master students. There is a, a master uh, uh, event also coming up on, on fall. So yeah, these kind of events we're, we're holding up in the, in the student council. Yeah, so any PhD students or master students in Fusion out there, you can find more information about our events on the FuseNet website. Please join us. That'd be great. Yeah, and hopefully next year the in-person event can happen in in Padua in Italy. I've been waiting for that ever since it got cancelled in March 2020. So fingers crossed it can happen. Oh yeah, we all been waiting to, to for that event. I mean, the the last uh, live event we had was in Iter 
Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. It was, of course, being in Eater and the Eater headquarters, it's already an amazing experience, but having the PhD event there, I think it was a really nice, nice event. So we're looking forward for the Padua one to also, it, it looks very promising. Uh, I know that the, the committee from Padua, uh, leaded by, by Paolo Bettini, they've been working, really working on it. So yeah, but we have, we had, uh, this, uh, this COVID-19, uh, delays on everything. So we have been already postponing thing already twice, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. hopefully the third time is the good one. So we're really, really hoping that we can have it live next year. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. And so what type of career are you hoping to pursue after finishing your PhD? So my 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 goals after I I finish my PhD is to continue working on the dissemination of uh, fusion education and working strongly with Fusionet in order to make the association bigger and in order to you know to promote fusion education and fusion networking within the community. I think this is a key part. I think, uh, of course, uh, research is important and the, the high level research that we do in fusion is really important. But also we need to show this research to the community. We are also depending on uh, European funding. So we need to be able to disseminate our work in all the spheres of society. And also we need to strengthen our network. Uh, also, there is the belief that, uh, I mean, fusion is not going to happen over like overnight. So fusion is always taking time. And we need to train the future generations in order to, you know, to continue the steps that we have been working on. So I think training of the, the future uh, fusion researchers and engineers is, is a topic that is very important. And I believe um, my, my next step in my career is working on, on these topics uh, in, uh, in, let's say, with Fusionet and probably with Eurofusion. Uh, yeah, so towards this objective. So not sure if I'm going to continue my researcher career. I think not. Although I'm really happy about it. And, <laughs> and, and it's been really rewarding. Uh, but uh, for, for the future, I believe moving more towards Fusionet and, and the work they do. Awesome. Uh, I wish you all the best with that. That sounds really exciting. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm really happy. And what was your motivation behind first wanting to work kind of within the field of fusion? What was it about fusion? Well, I love the idea of fusion. I love the, the, the goal of the, having this, this uh, sustainable uh, way of producing energy. Uh, without uh, the main hazards from from the fission industry, I am not against nuclear. I am not against nuclear, but I see the the higher benefits of having nuclear fusion uh, join joining with with the nuclear fission. So I I know it's a difficult task to have fusion. So I also like challenges, <laughs> uh, but I I believe it's a doable one. So I I believe it it takes time because uh, it is what it is and and the, the it's not easy to, to, to move forward in fusion, but we are doing it uh, in a very good way. I have to admit that the reaching the, the start of the ITER assembly phase uh, was uh, like a big push for fusion. Now we have a machine that has been assembled, that has been running and that we, uh, has been planned for, for many years. So uh, fusion is moving to, to a more becoming a reality, an industrial reality. So this really motivated me to, to, to work in fusion, the idea of, of having something really good for, for humankind and something that is working, that is not just a dream. I'm not saying that dreaming is bad, 
But you know, if you dream, you have to make sure that the dream can become a reality. And I believe we're doing that. So that's what motivated me to, to work in Fusion. Awesome. You, you mentioned there about that there are a few barriers to, to Fusion and that it's going, you know, slowly but surely. In your opinion, what do you think the main key barriers are to making Fusion commercially viable? Well, there are, there are different challenges in Fusion. I believe as, as we advance in, in, in Fusion research, we, we find uh, different, different barriers. I think at the moment, since we are more focusing on already building the machines, as I mentioned, the ITER assembly phase and, and moving towards the, let's call it the nuclearization of Fusion, moving more towards uh, building and, and, and industry. I think materials is, is the biggest challenge at the time because uh, we are planning to build demo demo the the prototype of the commercial reactor has uh, very harsh operating conditions and we need to make sure that the materials that are going to be used for demo are going to perform properly as we expect them to be so and it's not easy to find this kind of materials because the the the, especially the the neutronic part the, the amount of of neutrons and the neutron load that this machine is going to be uh, submitted to is really hard and it really affects the material. So I think finding the proper materials or at least the materials that you can find a compromise with is the key, the key topic. And all over the the, the machines, you know, the the first wall where they get the, the, the this really high heat and neutron loads and even further away. So I think this is a, this is a key topic. But but I know that the Eurofusion and, and all the, the the initiatives in, in Fusion right now are, are focusing on, this, on these uh, topics uh, and uh, I'm, I'm confident that we'll find a solution as we have done. Yeah, and uh, your, your PhD research is contributing to this, so that's really great. A little bit, a little bit. You know, you always, it's, like a, it's like a drop of, of water in the ocean, but we all <laughs> are doing that. And at the end, that, the, the summing of all these things, it's, it's, it's what counts. So I, I hope I have contributed a little bit on, on that. <laughs> And then what does a day in the life of a PhD student at CMAT look like? Well, I have to say that CMAT is a great research center, not only because, like I mentioned before, the, the quality of research doing there, but the, the lifestyle, the, I mean, it's, it's in the middle of Madrid. <laughs> uh, CMAT, it's, uh, it's a big, big research center. It's in the middle of Madrid in a natural reserve. Uh, it's called La Dehesa de la Villa. <laughs> Uh, it's really nice. The, the people there uh, are really, really friendly. Uh, CMAT is not only about uh, fusion, it's about other, other uh, research in energy, basically. So we have everything. We have a little bit of fusion, uh, fission, then uh, environmental studies, then biology. So it's, it's a big research. Uh, fusion is a big part. It's a big part of it. Uh, but yeah, life in the PhD, I just go there. We have... Uh, Really nice uh, facilities there, uh, even sports facilities. Uh, I, I just go there, do my research, uh, go to the canteen, then have a coffee. I I like sports a lot, so I, I'm lucky that after working hours, you are able to do sports in Siemat. So I play tennis. Uh, before COVID, I was also doing some boxing. I was doing yoga. So everything, this at work, after working hours, this is amazing. So I, I highly recommend people, <laughs> if they want to do a, a PhD research in CMAT, I highly recommend it because the, the environment is really nice. 
Spain is really nice. Madrid is a lovely city. Uh, the research in CMAT is really good. There are many infusion. There are many branches of research in in in, in CMAT. So I, I highly recommend it. <laughs> I'm really happy there, actually. Awesome. And you've lived in a few different places. You've lived in obviously Colombia, Italy, the Netherlands. You said Belgium for a little bit and Spain. Uh, yeah. Where do you say your favorite places that you've lived? I have to say, I think Madrid. Madrid has. Uh, I don't. I don't regret living anywhere because uh, I, I am very adaptable. So I. I have found uh, all good things in all the different cities, but I, I'd say Madrid. Uh, it's my my feet because uh, being being Latin American, it's the the closest. Uh, I would say uh, place to be for for me, but also it's really international. Madrid. The weather is really really good. I, <laughs> Something I really appreciate, and yeah. So I, I like also big cities. So Madrid has everything. Mm. Although the other the other experiences have been great for me. For example, living in Italy for me was a dream. I wanted to live in Italy. I live in Turin. It was amazing. Belgium, I love the the, the people, the the beer. I love Belgian beer a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, you you always find everything everything uh, something you like. You know, something you like, you find it everywhere. So. It's just a matter of being being adaptable. Yeah, you can find something great in, in every place, but so far Madrid is number one for you. That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then what are your favourite things to do in your free time? You mentioned there about sports and tennis and boxing and yoga. What else do you like to do when you've got a bit of free time? Yeah, I think I'm a, I'm a bit of a sports freak, so I <laughs> I love doing sports a lot. <laughs> I also I also I go to the gym and you know yeah, but mainly tennis, tennis and and, and uh, swimming as well. So I, I usually go use my free time in doing sports, uh, but you know there is a lot of of uh, nightlife in in Madrid. I after the after the the pandemic, I have been stopping, you know, like going out much because at the beginning you couldn't, and then at the afterwards was risky. But hopefully, when things become something of a more normal life, I, I would say that going going out, you know, going to the terraces, having party with with people and friends, it's it's a really friendly environment. So I really like that. I really like uh, doing this. I also have to admit that I love student association. So Fusen is not the only one I am I am belonging to. So I also work for the Erasmus Mundus Student and Alumni Association. So, you know, having this kind of traveling, traveling I love a lot for for different purposes. So yeah, my, my free time is either sports, <laughs> drinking something on the terrace or traveling. That's <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> traveling, not so much right now, but it's, it's slowly, slowly, you know, starting to resume. So looking forward to next year. Already a few conferences in. And, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm right now, I'm speaking to you and you're in Colombia. So that must be nice to be able to. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a holiday with my family. So it's always good, you know, to go back to Colombia. I feel myself very European, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be living in Europe. I got uh, the dual citizenship, uh, Colombian and, and Spanish, uh, so I am a European, but I always it's always good to go home because my family is home and I'm also very proud to be a Colombian. Mm -hmm. and the weather is nice in Colombia, the food is amazing, so also highly recommend that to people who want to spend some holidays in Latin America, Colombia, it's a really good place to be. So, And I'm really happy to be now at the moment spending time with my family. And then for my final question, do you have any advice for anybody that's wanting to start a career with Infusion? Well, my advice would be 
that uh, if you are thinking about working in fusion, find something, a topic that challenges you, that challenges you, something that you like. Uh, there is a lot of uh, research needed in fusion, so there are many topics. There are many topics. There is a variety of topics. It doesn't matter your background, your academic background. You will find something to do in fusion. So when you find that. Make sure that you like what you do, because uh, if you invest your time, probably you're going to do a PhD. So it's 40 years of your, your, your life doing something. So make sure that this is something that you are willing to work on, that it's challenging for you, that keeps you motivated. And go for it, because every, every, every piece of research that we do in Fusion is important. Because like I said, uh, there are a lot of challenges and, and we need motivated people to, to, to keep uh, solving them and, and improving Fusion and moving towards the, the, the commercialization of Fusion, which is the ultimate goal that we are looking to. So find good motivation and yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's a great way to end the episode. Thank you very much for joining me, Dario. It's been really interesting talking with you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Al. It's been great to be here. I'm looking forward to see you in the next student council meeting. <laughs> see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Fusion Focused. If you'd like to know when the next episode will be released or would like to get in touch, you can find the Fusion Focus podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Fusion Focused. Please subscribe and leave a review. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next time.